think he will live forever. Uh, you know, on film and that, but uh, people are not going to forget John Candy. He was a king. He would have been a good king. He was a good king. He was a king of comedy. I'll never be able to laugh like that with someone again. That, that connection is lost because um, it, it truly was like having a brother. I think what makes, what makes one great is, is how much uh, they're loved by the world and everybody loved John. Welcome back into the Radcast, everyone. I'm Steven. And I'm Matt. And today is a very special episode for multiple reasons. So the first reason is we have returning guests Jeremy and Jess Weed with us to talk about reason number two on why this is a very special episode. This week we are talking about that comedic genius and treasure of a human being, the late great John Candy. Um, a few uh, Back in March celebrated mm-hmm. uh, his twenty the 25th anniversary yeah. of him. Um, passing, passing away. away. Just recently celebrated his 69th birthday. Yeah, on October 31st. Wow. So yeah. a couple of uh, hallmark things there um, in 2019. And we're all going to kind of regale you, the listener, of our favorite things we've ever heard about the man, our favorite movies with him, and why he was a truly special human being to us. We're going to laugh. Mm. Um, there will never be another cry. John Candy. Yeah, no, absolutely never be, And, not. you know, there's chances are you're going to hear us get choked up. You're going to hear some cracking voices. Um, you might not. Well, I don't know. We may be able to keep I'm feeling under the weather. That's why okay. my voice is cracking. Yeah. So a little <laughs> And mu- I'm going through puberty. So yeah. Yeah. Mucus Matt and uh, Jeremy over there. Um, <laughs> Jeremy over there. Thank uh, you, sir. <laughs> so we're going to take no breaks for this one. Uh, tonight, we're going to jump right into it. But first, Matt, why don't you hit everybody with those socials? Okay. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram. We're the Radcast. Uh, that's cast with a K. Uh, on Twitter, we are at TRadcast. T for the, cast with a K. Facebook, we're the Radcast. Uh, go like us on Facebook. Uh, and... You can download us. Yeah. Did you, did you say Twitter? Uh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. uh, Stitcher, Podbay, Spotify, mm-hmm. like anywhere you get podcasts, mm-hmm. whatever your mode of getting those podcasts is, whether it's downloading or liking it, following mm-hmm. it, whatever, yeah. uh, make sure to go do that. Um, if you're able to give us reviews, please give us those five-star reviews. Um, leave a leave a review of five-star ratings, leave right. a review. Yeah. Um, it, it's just something wonky with the algorithm. It's not a pride thing. So, uh, yeah, go ahead and do that for us. And without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Yeah. So, like we said, Jeremy and Jess Weed are back with us. We're in Casa de Weed. Guys, thank you for joining us again. Hey, hey. hey thanks for having yeah. us. Yeah. So, this is Jeremy's fourth time joining us. So, if you're not sick of his voice by now, then... Just listen to Jess. I don't know, <laughs> exactly. I don't know if you can tune him out, but uh, Jess, me, 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 me. Jess is back with us. Last time we were... Guess who's back? Yeah, exactly. Jess, back again. Jess is back. <laughs> Tell Jess your friend. Jess Tell who's back. Friend. <laughs> Tell not, love, friend. Better not call, better not call your kids. Um, Hi, Tell your friends. Hi, <laughs> Um, but Jess, this is your first appearance since our uh, music scores episode. So that was a good episode. And go listen to it in our archives, everybody. Stop this one. And yeah. Go listen to <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. Yes. And if you forget to come back to this one, then I don't know. I don't know, guys. Yeah. Yep. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I don't know what Matt. to tell you. <laughs> All right. Well, thank again. Thank you for joining us, everybody. Jeremy and Jess, thank you for joining us. And I know. Thanks for having us. Um, I know this was truly a special human being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you yeah. guys, too. And I know, I know for me, I, I often find myself, you know, just being like, you know, I, for years, being like, I miss John Candy. Mm-hmm. And it's funny how much somebody impacts your life so much and yeah. uh, you never you met never, him. You never yeah. met him. Mm-hmm. Well, and you said something, he impacts your life. He has been gone for 25 years. I hadn't yeah. realized that. Yeah. I'm 33. So, I mean, I was young when he died and I remember when it happened, but he's been a big part of why I love movies and mm-hmm. comedy mm-hmm. for such a long time. But yeah. 
I had not realized just how long it's been since he died. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, whenever we ask, or you've been asked those questions like, yeah, if you could sit down and have coffee or spend the day with three yeah. people, dead or alive, he always comes to mind. Mm-hmm. And, and I think he's a forgotten, mm-hmm. like a lot of people forget about him and then they say, oh yeah, John Candy. Yeah, of course. Like a lot of people would probably say Robin Williams. Right. You know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I think there's a lot of feeling, there's a lot of overlap between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, if John Candy had died around the same time Robin Williams had died, we'd probably be having, like, there'd be a lot more tears and that sort of thing because I think he had a lot of influence just like mm-hmm. Robin Williams did. But yeah. I don't know. Like, when, do you remember when he died? Yeah, I do. Like, do you remember, like, the actual hey, the news broke, John Candy died. I don't remember the the news broke, but I remember watching Uncle Buck, which was yeah, one of yeah. my family's yeah. Ooh, favorites. So I can still quote probably the whole movie by yeah. heart. <laughs> um, and so can all my siblings. And I remember my dad saying something like, yeah, it's such a shame about that guy. And I was like, what? Wait, what are you talking about? Yeah, because yeah. I, I mean, I was really young, you know, eight, nine, you know, yeah. eight probably. And yeah. I remember him saying, yeah, you know, such a good guy and, I was like, what do you mean? And he said, well, you know, he died. What? And I mean, it it didn't really register because I see him all the time in movies. And Mm -hmm. I even watched Planes, Trains. Yeah, even back, you know, even then I watched Planes, Trains. I know it's got a bunch of F words, but we just, I remember putting our our hands over our ears. Right. It's just the one scene. It's just the one scene. But I just remember it it didn't really compute in my head that, what? Like the guy that we're watching right Right. now? Exactly. Was dead. It was so sad, though. Every yeah. so it, sad. His so many times I watch like <clears throat> whenever I see him in a movie, there's always a bittersweet feeling like towards the end. At some point, he's got his chuckle and like <laughs> his like his smile to where it, he doesn't show any teeth, but it's like his grin is so indelible. Like at the end of Uncle Buck, yeah. When exactly. he's, uh, I, when I he's remember waving a tia. I don't know if you heard me, but we watched Uncle Buck the other night, <laughs> and I like. For some reason, I had a brain fart and I forgot about the end where like Tia waves at him yeah. and he like smiles and kind of puts his hand up and, and like it clicked. It clicked for me like a split second before it happened and I said out loud, "Oh no!" Because yeah. because yeah. John Hughes's music, like the music he picked, with it's like, "Oh, I know that 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 like charming, you know, smile is coming," and mm-hmm. I know that like we we can't see that again. Yeah, and it was just such a he had those those like cornerstones of his personality yeah you know and like character traits that really made his performances stand out like even in uncle buck when he's playing like a a, a sleazeball yeah you know at least at the <laughs> beginning of the movie or like a deadbeat but a lovable he's sleazeball. he's so lovable mm-hmm. and charming mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah and um jess you mentioned how uncle buck resonated with you as a kid yeah um i think it helps because if you watch that movie, the way he interacts with Miles and Maisie, um, mm. um, right? Yeah, um, uh, Gabby Hoffman and Macaulay yeah, yeah. Culkin, yep. And also how he talks to Tia, and how he talks to the little kid, the when, kid he's, but, when he's waiting outside of the principal's yeah. office. Yeah, um, <laughs> a, he was he was so loved by kids because he talked to them. He like didn't talk he, down like, to them. Yeah. He talked to them yeah. like equals. Yeah. And John Candy said in an interview, he's like, "Well, I mean, the way that I talk to, you know, the two young kids in the movie was." pretty much how I talk to my kids. I mm-hmm. talk to them, you know, like equals. I don't talk down to them. Um, the way that I acted with Miles and Maisie, you know, I, that's how I act with my kids. And yeah. and John Candy's daughter um, even said, Uncle Buck is the closest to how my dad really was Aww. in real life. Mm-hmm. And maybe minus the sleazeball part, but just oh, like... I, sleazeball <laughs> is the wrong word. No, he, no, was no, a, no. he was a deadbeat. A dead, he wasn't yeah. a sleaze. Right, yeah. He was just, he yeah, was just he, a lazy... He, yeah, he, he, was, was, a, he, was, he was a low. He was yeah. just kind of a schlub. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and kids, I mean, probably more so in Uncle Buck, a kid could be more affected by John Candy's passing because mm. of how... Yeah. Like he talks to kids, yeah. You know, yeah. kids right. don't want to be babied for the most part. After mm-hmm. a certain age, they want like they want some. There needs to be some sort of mutual yeah. respect yeah. between an adult who's talking to a kid. And John yeah. Candy made that so like 
relatable for a kid. Well, it's almost like John Hughes because it it feels like more so in John Hughes movies you get more of John Candy how he actually is. Right. Like it's, yeah. it's like John Hughes. Like he writes to him. Yeah. He mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. He writes mm-hmm. to him because like we were watching Summer Rental last night yep. and it's great. It's a good John Candy performance, but there are a lot of things that stuck out to him like. That doesn't. That yeah. seems very uncharacteristic. He's the straight man. Realize, exactly. Where you realize funny. in other movies he's acting, but I'm so used to him yeah. like playing roles to where you feel like that's more him right. than like you said in Splash. And I haven't yeah. seen it since I was a kid. But he plays like a his woman. He plays Tom Hanks's womanizing brother. Yeah. And I was like, I just can't see John Candy as a womanizer. But I'm like, oh, he's an actor. He plays other roles. Yeah, you know. Well, so he was friends real close with Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, and mm-hmm. um, I remember Wayne Gretzky. Rain, say that five times. Rain Wayne Gretzky saying that a lot of the, um, not the characters, but a lot of the personality that he brings to the characters that he plays, whether in SCTV or movies or yeah. whatever, is a lot like his actual personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when people say, you know, what's he really like? Wayne Gretzky That's, was yeah. like, well, you, what yeah. you see on screen. Yeah. Even if he's playing a schmuck or a jerk or whatever, because he's played so many characters yeah. over you know yeah. his career, mm-hmm. but the personality part, the funniness yeah. and the likability and all that is actually him and none of it is acting. Because if you think about it, we know a lot of actors who play nice guys on TV, but you they're hear jerks. and you yeah, read yeah. that they're actually really difficult to work with mm-hmm. and they're not real great family guys and yeah. they've been married and divorced 15 times and estranged and all these things. Yeah. No one says any of that in fact they say the opposite you know and he's extremely charitable um both with his time and with his money or was rather i don't know what i'm talking about him is but you know i just feel like oh the more we talk about him it's like he's alive but um he's he's i hate those what ifs like what if he hadn't died what would he be doing right now and at 34 or sorry 43 43 43. you know what was weird i so i went i saw cool runnings in the theater yeah in 93 (laughs) And he died. The ne- he died the next year. Yeah, it's so he died in '94. So I went, and so w- when you're a kid, you do this thing. You go to the movie theater, and every movie that you just saw is your favorite movie. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> right. you'll you'll see a movie. Oh, like, yeah. that's my favorite movie. Then yeah. you have the next movie you go see. Right. That, our kids are like that. Movie. Our and boys are like and that. That's how Especially. it is. Yeah. So I that and at the time, Cool Runnings. I loved Cool Runnings. I was like, oh, I'm gonna ask for that for my birthday and all that. Mm. And I think I got it. Uh, when it came out, but around that time, uh, my dad was like, Hey, you know, John Candy. And I was like, who's that? And he's like, he's, you know, that movie cool runnings we saw, he's the coach. I said, yeah. He said, well, he died. And like, we oh, had so crazy, we had like, it turned on the news. He was on. I was like, I just saw him in that yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were saying, you know, he was filming another movie. It was wagons. East. Yeah. Uh, and Canadian Macon. Well, Canadian, yeah, make, yeah and that was period, delayed, yeah. but but yeah, yeah, they they had delayed, I think that movie. But anyway, he he was in the middle of making that, and I saw him. On, it was weird because as a kid, you're seeing this through the lens. Like yeah. I'd never seen him with a beard. I'd seen him in other mm. things, and yeah, he had yeah. a beard at that time. And I was like, he doesn't look like himself. And I, yeah. I was just, I that was the first time I was aware that people could die from being overweight yeah. essentially yeah. like and he well and I didn't know that he chain smoked and he was a heavy drinker and right. I mean and would you know what that what's crazy about that is I, I mentioned Robin Williams earlier Robin Williams had like years of drug use and lots of other things John Candy had none of that right other than smoking he had really that not that many vices aside from smoking yeah I mean I think drinking, he, I think he would and say he and he went eating, in the really. in the mm-hmm. mid 70s when he would go to New York to hang out with some of the SNL alum yeah um, he said he dabbled in maybe a few nightlife things yeah. that could include drinking that could include some drugs I mean he, he's always been pretty transparent he's like I'm not gonna beat her on the bush I mean I might have yeah. dabbled in some things but I've never but like, no like I mean nothing big like yeah, it was no, no, yeah, nothing that ever not stopped. like John yeah. No, that's, right. that's more or extended. I mean. Nothing yeah. extended. That, oh, yeah. That's more like it, it wasn't like a Chris Farley thing yeah, where right. he just snorted cocaine until he died. You right. know, mm-hmm. like it was nothing like that. Like he just, he was relatively straight laced. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think it's very, he's very quiet too. Yeah. He, he was yeah, very, he was. Hum- he was very, very quiet humble. But he had, uh, him and his family lived on a farm in, uh, Toronto, right, I think, right. and so like to get a, to get away from it all because he was, 
I mean, he he could be these characters, and Jeremy, sorry, I interrupted your thought there, but he could get lost in these characters, and he could be these characters and be this guy on screen who, again, like we said, is is very much like the real man. Yeah. Um, but he also was reclusive. He was quiet. He was you know, tenderhearted. He he just wanted to be with his family yeah. at the end of the day. With the yeah. exception of the sports teams that he yeah. supported oh, yeah. big oh, time. The Argonauts. Yeah, yeah, I saw so many videos of him in stadiums and waving and throwing footballs out and all yeah. kinds of Announcing things. And, for the Cubs. Yes, and interacting yeah. with the fans and just giving high fives and hugging kids and all those things that just make him, of course, so lovable because yeah. that's just who he is. Yeah. He really is a nice guy. You know, he did a lot of interacting there. Yeah. And I also saw that he was um, a huge hit in his hometown. Oh, yeah. So yeah. many people yeah. were so proud yeah. of not just his success, yeah. but, but him. like, but him. Yes. Him, yeah. And, him as a person. Uh-huh. And in an interview, um, somebody said, you know, how, how has, you know, this success treated you? And he said, you know, it's honestly made me a little cynical. Mm-hmm. And um, the interviewer said, well, um, when it's time to perform and you have to kind of turn on the yeah. comedy, how does that kind of play into it? And he said, well, you know, this is just the John Candy amazing person that he was, yeah. but he was like, you know, I'm, I work with so many great people, talented people, we're all friends and they just, they help pick me up and they yeah. do such a good job. And of mm. course he's just complimenting all the people that he works with. Um, and then he said, what about like your family? Because he was a big deal in his hometown and, mm-hmm. you know, in surrounding cities. And he's like, oh, you know, it's it's good and bad. My parents, you know, they're happy for me, but it's also hard for them. But he also said that it was kind of hard for his brother because his brother was always, oh, you're John Candy's brother. Yeah. And he said, and my brother yeah. is older. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's a little tricky and a little sticky. Yeah. But, you know, for the most part, I mean, everybody was just so happy for him and in support of him. And, I mean, I don't know that there's anybody that didn't like John Candy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come um, on. Marino, yeah, everybody. Yeah. Like Maureen O'Hara, who played his mother. Uh, I mean, cla- I mean, classic. Yeah. You know. Only the Lonely. Miracle yeah. on 34th yeah. Street. Yeah, I mean, classic, you John know, Wayne. actress of the, the Silver Age. Worked you know, with it's, John Wayne and John exactly, Ford. You know, yeah. you know and, classic, classic yeah. actress. Sorry, you missed that. Um, she, <laughs> she, Wayne, she, yeah, John Wayne. She, she, I mean, she worked on Only the Lonely yeah, with John yeah. Candy. She had a quote that said, um, he was just one of those people to where I don't care who you are, you couldn't help but love John Candy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And you can just tell, like, it jumps off the screen whenever he's like, he almost, as soon as you you get like a sense of joy no matter what character he's playing like whenever he comes on screen you're like oh it's john candy like it's no matter how terrible his character is there's going to be some charm to yeah. it well and even all the frustration as his character del griffith yeah, yeah. i mean yeah. it can be very irritable yeah. and frustrating you're like and you just start scratching and moving in your seat because yeah. you know, put yourself in the um seat of neil page and yeah. all of a sudden this guy's following, but he's so darn likable. Yeah. And I mean, of course, this is a movie, so Neil Page isn't gonna right. like him until the end, yeah. you know, kind of a thing. But still, like while you're watching it, you just can't help but smile, knowing yeah. like it's John Candy yep. playing an irritable guy. But you can't not like I knew I knew you. Yeah. How about a nice hot dog and a beer? <laughs> yeah, <When laughs> you, you know. Do you know what's interesting <laughs> about those movies uh, where he plays either that, but then also like some of the interviews that I've seen with him, he is very charitable with his time. Yeah. Mm. Like he doesn't rush past people. Right. Like there was one, we were, we were watching one uh, not too long ago. Was it today uh, where he's like, yo, promoting, yeah, yeah. he's promoting the Toronto Argonauts. He, yeah. He's, he's promoting him and, and he's and like, he comes out. Yeah. He's, he's on like live on TV and they're interviewing him and he's like, Oh, well, you know, I'm hoping a lot of, hoping you all come out to the game and stuff like that. And said, some yeah, guy's maybe. like, Hey, Mr. Candy, can I have an autograph? He's like, yeah, sure. Sure. He can. Sure. He can. You know, and uh, he's like, I'm a big fan. He's like, I appreciate that. You know, it's just, it's just real. Well, and before that, before that, when he's talking, when he's being in it, when they're interviewing him, uh-huh. and he says, and they, are you going to come to the game? And they said, oh, maybe. And he's like, oh, maybe. Why not? <laughs> like, he's like asking yeah, them yeah. questions. He's actually interacting. He says, oh, yeah. typical Canadian. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, like, he's, yeah, yeah. he's poking fun, but like, he's giving them a hard time, like friends would do. Right. He doesn't know these people yeah, from Adam. Like, oh, maybe. Yeah. Oh, maybe. Well, he's, he's just so sweet. Oh, yeah. Very, very genial. Well, said. and he's yeah. selfless, too. Yeah. yeah. You know, you read about the roles that he turned down because he said, hey, I think so-and-so would be better for yeah. that. You know, Rick we, Moranis. Rick yeah. Moranis was two Honey, of them. And these the were, he knew they were yeah. going to be big movies. 
Yes. But he knew, you know, this wasn't just, yeah, that's that's not going to be a blockbuster. I'm just going to go ahead and pass it off. And no, like he legitimate was like, nah, I see my buddy Rick in that role. Mm -hmm. And of course he was right. Yeah. But how selfless is that? Plus, like he got so many offers from SNL. Right. And he's like, he's like, nah, I'm going to stick with my crew here in SCTV. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like anytime, anytime. It was like it was like Chris Farley in the '90s for me. Whenever he was in a sketch, I knew it was gonna be funny. Mm-hmm. Every time I saw John Candy in a sketch, you're like, oh, "There's John Candy!" Like, mm-hmm. oh, or like, "Yeah, John Candy!" Like, you know, he's gonna do something funny. Like yeah. in the Recess Monkeys. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it's supposed to be just a bunch of like kids in a band, and it's, it's he's the drummer. Yeah, yeah, and it's Rick Moranis, Eugene Levy, or Eugene Levy, and John Candy. And John Candy's like this <laughs> big kid on the drums, pimply and, face. Kid. Yeah, pimply's like, oh god. Gone, even gone so long, been gone so long. <laughs> if you've not seen it, go check it. Go YouTube it. Yeah, SCTV Reset. Recess Monkeys. Yeah, it's yeah. so funny. Like it's it's spot on. Yeah, but he's like, and um, there was this uh, actor, Tiny Lister, Tony Lister, Tony Lister, played Lister, Zeus yeah. and No Holds Bar. Yeah, he he played Debo and um, and was it Friday? Friday, yeah, the yeah. Friday movies. Um, but you know this big hulking guy, and and like he's. He was on this interview I I watched today, and I know you watched it yesterday. And he was in the movie Armed and Dangerous with John Candy and Eugene Levy. And uh, he was like, John Candy, he's like, he was my angel. Like, he he was, like, he's the best person I've ever known. He's like, there was someone on set whose father passed away, and he let him use, like, his private jet to go go visit um, his family. Paid for the funeral. Paid for the funeral, said, like said like come back when you want to come back wow. like so it that's just that's really special i'm going yeah. off of that that um going back to only the lonely mm-hmm. when uh when they were filming uh they john candy had this big old trailer you know he was the star mm-hmm. and then he had maureen o'hara and so he was like you know she had this little tiny trailer of a thing mm-hmm. and he said why do I have this big... Tra- like, she has acted in some of the biggest movies, excuse me, of all time. Quiet Man, new John Ford, yeah. like, was in tons of different movies, was in The Parent Trap, and Quiet Man, and... and Miracle, uh, on, Miracle 34th on 34th Street, Street and some of these huge movies, and, you know, old Hollywood royalty, but, like, she has this dinky little trailer, and he's, you know, he's asking the production team, and they say, well, we don't have money in the budget for it. So he said, okay. So he goes up to her, Knocks on her door and says, why don't you take my trailer? And so he gives her his trailer and he goes and uses, I guess they called it like the, uh, the honey wagons or the honey trailer yeah, or whatever. Yeah, it's like seven or yeah, like, it's like, like multiple doors and doors. it's like, yeah, small yeah. little rooms yeah. each. So he goes and uses that every day for about two or three days and the production team is like, that's our star. And he's using, and they're kind of getting embarrassed yeah, and that yeah. kind of thing. And he's, and they, you know, they, they finally come to him after about three or four days and they say, Hey, uh, we found, we moved some money around and we found money in the budget to get you a bigger trailer. And he's like, okay, well, that's what I thought. <laughs> so, but like the fact that he was willing to put her in a place more yeah. comfortable mm-hmm. and he just yeah. was like so charitable to her and just like, you know, like he, he respected her enough to say like, I, I can just, I can use that mm-hmm. instead, yeah. you know, like I, yeah. I don't need this huge trailer. Um, yeah. Like you, you, you need to give her the respect that she deserves. She, yeah. she was in Hollywood long before me. Right. Yeah. And so I, I, I don't know. Like I think he's just. Uh, he's the real his, deal. Yeah. yeah. He just yeah. is. And they it's call like it's like Tom Hanks. Yeah. Like Martin right. Short. Like yeah. Those guys. The what you see is what you get. Yeah. Yeah. yeah with yeah. those guys, um, from what I hear. Yeah. Yes. And yes. and no, exactly. I um, Keanu Reeves. saw I saw yeah. an interview yesterday to where. I can't remember who said it. It might have been Chris Columbus said one of these quotes. Chris Columbus, director of Home Alone. Right. Yeah. Um, but somebody said um, John Candy was always, he all he, all he wanted to do is champion other people. Mm-hmm. So Jess, you touched on it when he gives credit to other, or says. He did Home Alone for free. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, but, yeah. but he, he. He he'll he'll be the first to champion other people. Say talk about here's my supporting cast. Yeah. Like give them the kudos they deserve. Absolutely. This person would be right for a role. Um, Catherine O'Hara said this. Um, then this this is what really hits me. Is he wanted people to know they were worth something. Mm. 
Yeah. Especially in a business so that like yeah. is so quick to put people yeah. down or so quick to have people stick their nose up at the little guy. John yep. Candy always wanted to put the little guy yeah. out in the forefront. Why do we have and, to lose that? Yeah. Like, uh, and, and why can't we have more of that instead yeah. of yeah. more of what that fights against? Yeah, people and, that are just looking out for themselves and want more and yeah, more money exactly. for themselves. You and know? he's just another interview. Someone said he just had kind of this perpetual hurt inside of him because yeah. because, because he, like. he wanted to be everything to yep. his friends yeah. and family um but he had this constant fear that he's letting people down yep and i, think I relate to that so much and that's like, what contributed to yeah. the way that he he was towards people to his charm yeah. um to his sensitivity to his humility to his charitable nature is he never he he did it out of the kindness of his heart, but he never wanted to let anybody down. Yeah, that's um, rough. Jim, Jim Belushi tells a story about when they're going to go visit people during the making of uh, Only the Lonely. Mm-hmm. I think it's like the New York or like Chicago PD or Chicago firefighters. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. group in Chicago and and they're like, we should have left. Jim Belushi's like, we should have left thirty minutes before we did an hour before we did because John Candy just wanted to shake the hand of every person in there. Oh, he, that's just, awesome. he just didn't want to let anybody down. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Matt, like you said, I mean, I think all of us at one point or another can relate to that. Yeah. That's and why it's so rough relatable. because it's like, it's just not a reality. Like right. you can't please everyone, but like you almost like pull your hair out trying to. Mm-hmm. And I, if, if it's like me that like, it it like i don't know like if 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 he struggled with it like i struggle with it sometimes um it it's you almost don't want to have i don't know like i it, it's just it's rough because it's you can't please everybody and that's yeah. why going back to what you said jess with when you, somebody asks you the three people that you'd want to have lunch with. Yeah. That's why John Candy comes up. He does. He always comes to mind. You know he'll make you feel special. You know he would have made you feel comfortable. You know he'd be engaged in what you're saying. He'd engage you with the questions. Um, A lot of the time we've been talking about the man himself, and and we'll we'll go back to him for sure. But the first, our first, Exposure to John Candy was through his movies. So, Jeremy, mm-hmm. you mentioned you saw Cool Runnings in the theaters. That you, was it the first John Candy movie that you saw? Oh no, um, I would say the first time I was aware of it, it probably was either Home Alone yeah. or, gosh, that uh, yep, that was probably it. Probably Home Alone. Same. It was probably yeah. not a movie he starred in. Mm-hmm. Um, Home Alone or maybe. Great Outdoors or Uncle Buck, yeah. one of those three probably. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I I was or you know what this is this is gonna be weird. Uh, it could have been Sesame Street. That's true. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. See that. I mean, yeah. The reason why is he was uh, his character Ash, uh, the mm-hmm. clarinetist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, from SCTV. Oh, and they were just... singing "Put Down the Ducky." <laughs> and it was a bunch of different people, uh, like Andrea Martin, I think, was yeah, on yeah. there, uh, playing one of her SCTV characters as well. Uh, Paul Simon was on it. Um, bunch of famous people. But it's like yeah. one of those, you know, Sesame Street always has a ton of famous people on there when they're singing one of their mm-hmm. songs. And so put down the ducky. He was, put down the ducky. <laughs> That's what it was. Schmingate <laughs> 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 Brothers. <laughs> it was you know, uh... That you guy's know. weird. Yeah. And then I saw him on Home Alone. He also had a clarinet. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, come oh, on. That's the come same on. guy, I think. Try it. Try it. Okay. Catherine Hare's like, no. No. Okay. Which is ironic because they're such good friends in real life. And she is hilarious. But she plays a very kind of straight-laced mom. Yeah. Speaking of, I feel like he would have kind of off, not off topic, but... I feel like I'm actually I'm fully convinced John Candy would have been in Christopher Guest movies. Had oh, not for sure. oh, if he was still around today, yeah. oh my gosh! Like, he, <laughs> can you imagine? I, I could oh have seen God. him as one of the judges <laughs> with Fred Willard, oh, like yeah. in yeah. Best in Show, like kind of playing yes. like, oh, I don't know about that. Or, like, or kind you, of playing a straight you him, man. You see him kind of as like his character is. Sorry, folks, parks closed. Kind of see <laughs> yeah. him like waiting for Guffman. Or maybe yeah, he would have had one of the dogs. Yeah. 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 That what kind of dog? What kind of character do you think he would have played? In Best in Show, uh, he, probably a really maybe they probably could have do like done like kind of an effeminate character. That's exactly yeah. what I was yeah. thinking. Maybe with yeah. like 
uh, like a velvet suit. Yeah, he's got like, just a little, like, like a little corgi. Or, oh, or almost like, almost like Johnny LaRue from SCTV. Yeah. 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 Also, I think of him as like, I imagine him in A Mighty Wind as being like part yeah. of the new Main Street Singers, like as yeah. a, like one of the originals. <laughs> yes. or, or a solo act. There yeah. weren't really any solo yeah, yeah, acts yeah. in A Mighty Wind. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> I, no more he, talking about that because I hate what it is. Because that would be perfect. You, you, Jess, you talked about Uncle Buck real quick. Was yeah. there, I mean, not real quick. You, you, you talked you about Uncle shut Buck. Up about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you be quiet. We're four hours in. I don't want some synopsis. It is a good movie. Uh, but it's, uh, good movie. it's a whole lot of quote, quoting. Is oh no, wait, what was the quote that you quoted the whole movie and you backtracked on most <laughs> of it? I know. Um, it's, so yeah. Uncle Buck was that your first exposure or was that? Well, was so movie? I think Home Alone was you know, but I, I think that when I saw him in Home Alone, I didn't know who he was and. Quite honestly, I didn't love that scene when I was a kid yeah. because I was waiting for Kevin to booby trap his house. Yeah, right. yeah. And that's what I'm like, was gosh, for. who cares about the stupid clarinet guy? <laughs> now, when I got older and I heard his monologue, you know, uh, oh my gosh, it's one of my favorite things. And just to find out that it was all improv is even better. Yes. It's even better, you know, how he left his kid in a funeral home one yeah. time. And you <laughs> can, day. if you all look day. at Catherine yeah. O'Hara's face, she's trying not to laugh, <laughs> yeah. you know. She's like, maybe we shouldn't talk about this. Well, you brought it up. I'm sorry I did. You know, it's so good. But yeah, I I I didn't really care for his part until, or I didn't appreciate. I'll say that until much later, just because I was so antsy about getting to the the good stuff in Home Alone. But I remember in Uncle Buck, um, my appreciation for him then is different than it is now as an adult, especially when you understand, you know, the humor and, you know, just different things that go over your head. But as dynamics. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, and now that I'm a parent and just different things, but I remember as a kid, you know, my cousin Beth and my sister Annie and I, we would always quote different things and like um, he breaks the uh, the plate that yes. they got from England. It's the, within the first few minutes you know, yeah. of, of him being there, he yeah. breaks the plate. So we used to always, unbreakable, crash, crap, you know. Yeah. And then we always laughed at how, hey, uh, you know, that fine China, you know, where, where'd you guys get that? Oh, from England. Oh, from England. <laughs> you know, yeah. so yeah. funny. But as a kid, I loved the the. Um, kind of funny goofball uncle yeah. character mm-hmm. that yeah. he yeah. was, yeah. and um, we always laughed, you know, especially as kids at all of the, you know, like the principal scene and yeah. things yeah. like that were hilarious to us. Um, the birthday party, yeah. I remember yeah. wanting those you pancakes. Seen the toast. Yeah. You should have seen the toast. I couldn't even get it through, through the, the door. door. You know, yeah. I'm Huda the clown. What are there? <laughs> All of that stuff. I think you could say he's a protector too, though. Yeah, because he becomes so much of that. Like, I mean, he is. And get out of here. Well, and, you know, pal, you got a game going somewhere, pal? Yeah. Not going to get any strikes in here. Move it. Let's go. I was like, he's kind of like, he's he's a badass in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Because you see, like, all the times you see, you can see it on his face when it shifts. Yeah. And there are just times in which, like, you can sense when. Buck's about to intervene, and you're like, yeah, here we yeah. go. Yeah, I mean, between Buck. the yeah. principal mm-hmm. and I don't think I want to know a six-year-old that isn't a silly heart. I mean, even that, standing up for a six-year-old yeah. and saying she mm-hmm. should be childlike is just so heroic. Yeah, but yeah. our favorite scenes were always the golf ball scenes when he's, you yeah. know, hitting the golf balls yeah. at Bug. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Bugs, all of his one-liners, you know, what's his last yeah. name? Spray. Exactly. All those one-liners. Even as a kid, I remember appreciating and mm-hmm. quoting with my sisters and all yeah um yeah I just, here it is <laughs> maybe <Yeah>. later <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, exactly. you know what a hatchet is don't you an axe an axe sort, sort of, of sort yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, that, but that's part of his cadence and his like characteristics is that yeah he's never like over dramatic when he when like no, it's just right yeah it's just it is and like it's like oh england england sure or he's like <laughs> he's like oh sure sure absolutely he's like your wife's on my whammo yeah, it's like it's of course sorry of course so, yeah, like that like, there are some very like john there's candy no, like, things there's like, no fluctuation it's yeah. just but it's a charm like oh sure just sure. a deadpan sure kind of yeah. yeah like when he's on the plane with neil paid and he's yeah. like I, I think i might uh just uh take us you know like maybe just take a nap and, yeah. and John Candy didn't say anything but nods his side. He's like, like, <laughs> like of course, of course, course, yeah. But what was when, when did you first? Uh... It was well the first exposure I think 
was home alone yeah but we had a friend oh yeah who we grew up with who had this vhs mm-hmm. that his family oh, yeah, had. Yeah, yeah that was the best of john candy <laughs> on sctv and i remember at camp every year he would like <laughs> quote the entire thing verbatim <laughs> and i was like oh yeah john candy like and obviously from cool runnings and my mom our our mom liked Splash. I remember seeing him in Splash. Yep. But I knew him mainly from Home Alone. And I knew about Uncle Buck and I knew about Planes, Trains, but we weren't quite old enough yet to watch right. those. Um, but I remember the best of John Candy. And then fi- like finally we watched it for the first time. And I was like, hey, not only did our friend quote everything verbatim, but I was like, this is like it opened my eyes to John Candy and opened mm-hmm. me up to want to watch mm-hmm. everything else he was yeah. in. Hey, yeah. Jorge. He's coming <laughs> to your town. Um, but uh, it's to go back to the the part with Gus and with um, Kevin's mom, Catherine O'Hare, and John Candy in Home Alone. Mm-hmm. Um, all of that was improvised, and it was hours of Catherine O'Hare and John Candy just improvising. Oh, they're things. masters. Oh, it's um, awesome. Just improvising to one another. And, of course, what they're they in the second city. Oh, yeah. there's, it's, I, I, don't, I don't know if – I mean, the footage is out there yeah. somewhere. But it's just out. Just they spent like two hours just. It's two Second City vets. Yeah, yeah. like exactly. that. Not only two were in funny Second City, people. exactly. Not only were in Second City, they were in Second City, or they were on SCTV together. Yeah, right. And Second City is like cream of the crop. Yeah, of and it's great because he was, you know, this lovable goof, the lovable uncle and Uncle Buck, the lovable father, father figure mm-hmm. in any of his movies that he's the dad or the father yeah. figure. Um, but he's not a painted as a pushover. No, like you, you, you yeah. see Uncle Buck to where he is laying down the law to people who's who are sniffing too close to his family or yep. who are trying to push his family around in some way. Or Del Griffith, I, yeah. I like yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. My wife, My wife likes, likes me. me. Like he even stood like up to, for himself then when mm-hmm. he got yeah. chewed mm-hmm. out. Yeah. for yeah. being annoying and obnoxious and. You ruined everything. You know, I did. Out of the kindness of my, my dumb, dumb old heart. heart. Yeah. I mean, he stood up for himself in that movie and when then, well, he's the been the problem mm-hmm. most of the time. And even yeah. even like the cabbie guy in St. Louis. <laughs> right. I mean, it's like, yeah. what is what is your problem? You insensitive. you insensitive asshole. Yeah. Now I'll move my car. But I you want you to help him up. No. With pleasure. <laughs> no. Del. <laughs> but, uh, but in summer rental as well, I mean, even though it's not a John Hughes written thing to where he, could, where he could write him. Well, Carl Reiner directed it. He didn't write it. Oh, though. right. Um, but it's not John Hughes written to where he can have John Candy kind of stand up to mm-hmm. people trying to put him down. He's still like, he, he seems a, li- a little more schlubby in that. He's still very likable. Yeah. And he seems like he would be more of a doormat, but there's scenes in, in the restaurant with the lot, the lobster stuff yeah. with yeah. the, with the um, uppity boat captain. Mm-hmm. Um, and so where he goes up and he's like, stamps like slamming on his table. I was like, these are our lobsters. And like, he's going up to the maitre d' and like stand up to him and like taking the lobsters. He's standing up for himself and standing up yeah. for his family. Actually, I think my first exposure to him was rookie of the year. Oh, oh yeah. I forgot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That. yeah. 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 Or it, if oh, actually, man. I probably saw Home Alone before Rookie of the Year, but yeah. I remember, but it was like, it was Home Alone, Rookie of the Year, then the best of John Candy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And Someone just throw a rope from center field. Yeah. <laughs> that was a rocket. That's the thing. That's the thing is that's such a small role, mm-hmm. right. but it's still great. He's like, because he, uh, he's like, he's like, the World Series. I've always wanted to say like that. World <laughs> Series. And we're on the air. We'll be right back. And then also at the beginning where he's like, man, this team stinks. And he's like putting down the Cubs. And like, we're live. He's like, yeah, we're yeah. live here. We're yeah. Field. yeah. Um, he's, I mean, he's basically an honorary Chicago-ite. Yeah. Chicago-ite. That was another thing yeah. I was going to say. I've heard said him it say earlier. Chicago. Like he, yeah. he plays someone from Chicago in so many of his movies. If you were to ask somebody on the street, hey, where's John Candy from? Yeah. They would, I mean, if they didn't already know he was from Canada, they would probably say Chicago. Yeah. yeah. Like you'd almost say that probably about Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. Because yeah. Dan Aykroyd says Chicago. Yeah, but well, he's from he's from Canada too, right? <laughs> yeah, and it's I mean, so funny. I mean, going back to Summer Rental, even a non-John Hughes movie with John Candy, he's wearing Blackhawks stuff. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Um, 
I also forgot this too. Sorry. No, uh, no, you're good. I, I might have misquoted. Uh, I saw a Spaceballs commercial when I was a kid. Spaceballs. That also was, that might have been Spaceball. that might have yeah. been the first exposure I had yeah. to him. Not because I knew who he was, but because I saw a man dressed up like a dog. Yeah. Right. And I'm he mad. actually had his that ears move on its own. I was like, how are they doing that? Yeah. And so yeah, that might have been the first. Like there's animatronics in the tail. And right. And not because I knew who he was. Right. But because I just remember that yeah visual so that might have been yeah. the first thing even though i didn't know who he was right. so matt would you say now it's home alone rookie of the year space no balls? I, th- I think because i saw space balls after that those and best of john candy so i think i i really would peg it on home alone rookie of the year and best of john candy okay i think gotcha. i think i think we saw i I'm not telling you your memories here, but I think I think we saw Spaceballs when we were ten, and then Best of John Candy eleven and twelve, um, when Phil would talk about it. Yeah, I know it's just splitting hairs. Doesn't yeah. matter. Um, but so we mentioned, of course, Uncle Buck, Del Griffith. Um, would you say that? I mean, who would you say your favorite? I mean, it, it's hard to not pick Del or Buck Russell. Right. Well, but, I also if we're talking about earmarks where we were mm-hmm. talking about earmarks of his movies. His like his performances, like lip syncing or like yeah. like the the music. It, it always seems like it's like old rock and roll and not like eighties classic Everybody rock. But like, yeah, exactly. Like Ray Charles mm-hmm. or like uh, what was the song? In summer or not summer? Great um, outdoors. <clears throat> great outdoors. Oh, I love the great outdoors. Yeah, uh, that's another great one. I don't, yeah, I don't know. That's another one I could that, quote but, front yes. and back. You know. Yeah, that's another one though. That actually, no. When they're headed to like the the cabin, aren't yeah. they mm-hmm. listening to mm-hmm. a song? Can, well, it's Dan Aykroyd is, but. Yes. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, but I mean. But at some point, like during the end credits, I think they're listening to music as well. I think. Like, well, I think in when John Candy's family, him and his wife are singing or lip syncing to a what? song too. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I remember seeing them. Like that's that you see, you get it's that such a lot a of John, John Candy, Candy movies. Thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, and, I I always appreciated in the Great Outdoors his timing on mm-hmm. things because yeah. you have Dan Aykroyd who's supposed to be the jerk you yeah. know the pompous a-hole yeah and, hot dogs you know what right in those lips and assholes oh my gosh but he's so good yeah when he's like you know what do you see and he, he's like he dan Aykroyd goes into this big thing you know what i see i see this i see that i see developments and i see houses yeah. and blah 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 meaning i see i'm gonna strip out this whole lake and everything in it to yeah. develop now I ask you, Chester, what do you see? And he just has the best timing. It's like, well, I, I just see trees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one ever accused you of being a deep thinker. No, <laughs> you know, no. But I don't know. It's it's more than it's more than the timing too. It's all the in between stuff, like yeah. when he's raising the thing above yeah. his head to hit Dan Aykroyd, who just made a crack at his expense or whatever. It's all these little side things that yeah. just make him funny and likable and. I don't know. It's like you just want more. Yeah. Like, can we have a yeah. uh, great outdoors part two? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, oh, my yeah. gosh. I, I, something that stuck out to me was, A, we mentioned in passing his, like, when he does dramatic stuff. Even in the comedies, when there's dramatic elements to it, something that just really struck a chord with me and showed me how good of a dramatic actor he is as well. And Uncle Buck, when he's about to take Miles and Maisie to the track with him, right? Because oh, yeah. like, like he's he's indulging in one of his vices and yep. it's gambling, and he's like, that this could make my year. And his thought process is like, you know, you know, I'm I'm just a schlub. You know, this is how I make my money. But you really like he's matured just being with these kids. And you see him start to kind of fade back into his old ways. And, he, and it's that maturity that, like, makes him look in the rearview mirror and realize he's about to take these two little kids to the track just yeah. so he can get his fix. And it's just this look of anguish on his face. He, you know, like, bites his knuckle, and he's, like, really, really wrestling with it. And it's just that – it's that nonverbal kind of reaction that I'm like, God, this is so good. Mm-hmm. Realization. Like, you can see the realization in his eyes. Like, exactly. What am I doing? Or even at the end of Planes, Trains, and Automobiles when he sees Neil and Mrs. Page like hugging and kissing and yeah. stuff like that. And you see like th- this look of disappointment in his face, but it quickly washes over with like, like, you know, 
he like he's okay now yeah like or yeah. in plain strains when it's somewhat maybe two-thirds of the way through the mm. movie um, they're getting ready to get on the train, but they're having lunch at the diner first. Yeah. And um, yeah. Neil is basically telling him, you know, when we put our heads together and Dell starts smiling like, yeah, yeah we, we're great, right? And he goes, we, you know, we really just don't, don't accomplish anywhere. much. Yeah, 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 we don't get anywhere. And you see this big transition yeah. from a big John Candy smile, yeah. you know, and his curly yeah, hair. And like, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we get so much done and no we don't and just his smile fading you know is it's just really sincere and you can just tell like he really thought about how can i portray like i'm this guy that's so excited but when they're arguing but you don't want to be with me yeah he's like you know i'll I'll pay for it he's like no no it's fine it's fine you know all those i don't care yeah take the money money. Yeah. yeah um but like what was his wife's name in planes trains marie marie yeah like you can tell Say hi to like, Marie. I feel like I know her. Yeah, that, that's rough. Yeah. That gets me. And then when it, oh, when he's oh, like, when at, he, at least he, you have, at least you know, you have a woman you can go home to and grow old he's with. Like, and he's yeah, like, it's just it's the well, it's, even it's the nonverbal stuff. And when he goes, God, just this that image of him sitting there like in the train station yeah. by himself, like with his bags, and he just it's just so sad. And Neil puts the pieces together, and yeah. it's like, and he's like, you know, Marie died, you know, like eight years in, and like, just it's just he's been coping, coping, yeah. coping, and then when he sees Neil, he's got a friend for life now, just because they've been through so much, and now it seems like he's at peace with it, yeah. because then he like looks and gets this smile, and this, oh, it, man. well, not not only, and this is what really kills me yeah. at the end. Um, cause at uncle, I get, I get choked up in uncle buck when he waves it yeah, um, Tia. at Tia. Yeah. Um, because it's funny, even though he made movies until the day that he died from 1989, when uncle buck came out 88, 89 to when he passed away in 1994, he made multiple, like just a, a plethora of movies. But to me, that's like, I get choked that's up my because that's my, him. that's yeah. him. That's my image of john candy that i love the most yeah. that's yeah. i mean just because he did so well in the role mm-hmm. and it's just it's one of those things where it's so bittersweet because i'm like i know he made more movies after this but like it this is this is the john candy i like to remember um but you talked about his reaction to neil with his wife what kills me at the end is you can tell you know he he has peace with with you know the loss of his wife but yeah. he also you can tell in his eyes i mean his eyes are welling up with tears yeah. and he he does he has this like affirming smile on his face like you know he's he's proud of his friend and he's happy for his friend but you can also tell there's still sadness and there's still a brokenness there but he's like you said he's with this friend that he has now and this connection with these people like he, well, he's gonna he's gonna be okay and it's even like and i don't know if anyone else got anything out of this too but when it pans down to his hands on his hat and he's, right. like, he's like fiddling, fidget, with, it. fiddling yeah. with it. Yeah. It's like did it's like John Candy didn't know that that shot was gonna be right. like on his hand. So he just at least I, I don't know if you did, but like yeah. if you're sitting there and you're expecting the camera to be on your face, you're expecting to like act with your face. But he's acting with his whole body. Like yeah. he's like I'm nervous and it's like so I'm like fidgeting and stuff like that. And he like he's shifting the hat and that that too. Like whenever I see that shot, it just reminds me of like you know, a sad little kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so that kind of, that tears me up too, to see that. I think, uh, I think that movie is probably his best performance mm-hmm. cumulatively. Like, I mean, I yeah. think out of, that's probably his pound for pound, his best performance um, because of all the little things. Like yeah. there's so many, I mean, I, we've talked about other things, you know, that even just the love is not a big enough word. Yeah. For how, how I, I feel, feel about, about my, my wife, wife. Yeah. and that's one that's script writing. That's a good re- yeah. that's a good line. <laughs> but the delivery, but the delivery is what gets you. But like I think after Neil just decimates him, that first argument, huge argument they have, where he's just like dressing him down. Mm-hmm. Every time it cuts back to John Candy, where he's just taking it, yeah, yeah, is like it tears at your heart. Like it's supposed to be a funny scene, kind yeah. of, right? Because you know, like the lie like what john or what uh, steve martin is saying is funny like mm-hmm. i mean i can i could tolerate any insurance sale yeah. for days for days but like every time it cuts back to john candy like he just he's like looking at him like super intensely mm-hmm. and then just 
kind of like looks down for a second and then like re- like looks back up and he's like yeah this is like as annoying like, okay, as he may be fine. He's so like, he's well intentioned I'm an easy target yeah yeah, yeah. 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 yeah just uh, he, you wanna hate me go ahead yeah you know what's funny too I, I like me my wife likes me my customers like right. me right right well, like going back to yeah. Maureen O'Hara like the his her experience with him she said he never like she said you know you get the sense he never knew how good of an actor he was mm-hmm. yeah yeah Steve Martin kind of alluded to that as yeah. well like everybody said he was such an amazing actor and didn't really think that much of himself as one really yeah which is such a terrible thing I feel like it's just like man like he didn't know how good he was well and he was great at impersonations and impressions mm-hmm. oh too. yeah that too. he well, was so well. he oh, was yeah. so talented in so many ways it's like man he really is. I mean, I don't want to say jack of all trades, but it's like, I mean. He could play about anything. I mean, yeah, if you can he do really comedy. Could. Oh, well. He could do serious. He could do scary. Yeah. He can do a jerk. He can, I mean, he yep. could do so many things. And I loved, we haven't mentioned this one yet, Jeremy, but you and I love this one. One of our favorite Disney movies. Huh. Rescuers, oh, Rescuers Down, Down, Under. Down Under. He was Wilbur. Oh, you know? Man. His oh, my voice, His vocal love... performance as Wilbur in that oh, movie. Oh, man. We laugh about it and quote it all the time. It's, it's so, good. so good. And I love his energy. You know, I mean, he's already nothing, nothing at all. Oh, you know, he's, he's totally so game. He's so high energy. Yeah. He's game, yeah. And he does such a good job of using different, you know, pitches and tones and different mm-hmm. things. You know, you'll never take me alive. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's so... But then he also can get really serious. You know, you mean a little kid kind of boy? You know, yeah. I mean, I know that's a lot of writing and his character and things sure. like that. But you it, still have to execute you it. You still have yeah. to execute it. And not every, I mean, I don't know. I feel like not everybody can do what he did. And yeah. he's still one of my favorite parts of that movie. Even just the end where he's sitting on the eggs and they finally hatch. And he's just... <laughs> You're oh. kind of a cute little feather. Coochie, coochie. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, he didn't have to add in those little extra bits, but they're so John Candy. Yeah. You know, um, that that honestly was probably my first exposure without knowing it because yeah. I, well, I saw too. that movie. That was one of my family's favorite movies. My I've sister Annie and I used to pretend to be Cody and Marahote yeah. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. So, um, but Wilbur, anyway. He was, he was great. Yeah, you you brought up impersonations, and we said Orson Welles. It reminded me um, on the Billy Crystal Comedy (laughs) Hour. Yeah, uh, he came out as Orson Welles. He's like, "I'm on my mark. (laughs) We'll move your camera." (laughs) It's just, it's such, it's it's it. He he looks like him too. He looks like him. He's not trying to do an Orson Welles voice. Like his inflection is like Orson Welles, it's but just the it's still, it's John Candy, but yeah, it's the embodiment yeah, of him. Yeah. Um, well, it, it just, it harkens back to something that Joe Flaherty said. Joe Flaherty was obviously SCTV alum. You had said he's probably the most underrated oh, he's SCTV great. member. So funny. Um, but he also, you know, was in Freaks and Geeks, and if you're a fan of Happy Gilmore's, you will not make this putt, you jackass, <laughs> like that character. But classic character actor, Joe Flaherty, who was, of course, SCTV, great friends with John Candy and some of the best skits that John Candy was in said that, you know, he could have easily coasted like on stage mm-hmm. during improv and all the things. And, and his character, he's like, he could have easily coasted. He's a presence within himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's, he exudes this presence and this charm, but he wanted so much to give his characters. He wanted to make them relatable. He wanted to, um, work to make it a true character. Yeah. He wanted to, um, work hard to make his characters interesting and make his parts believable and put everything he could into yeah. into his to his improv into his um, mm-hmm. into his impressions and and into we, his performance into his performance and and as we keep touching on these characters and his his comedic sensibilities and his dramatic sensibilities it, it just it rings true what Joe Flaherty said that from the time he started SCTV in Second City in the seventies to the time he passed away he never lost that sensibility to make his characters relatable to make them real people well and i think he always strived to not just be a one-trick pony Mm -hmm. like i think like some something i read uh there's a really great book out there called wild and crazy guys about some of the guys from snl and sctv yeah thanks baby (laughs) my wife bought me that but it's it's actually it's actually really great but there's there's it it just talks about a lot of the guy people 
involved in those shows and just kind of their start from stardom, just kind of their rise and fall and that kind of thing. And uh, it's really, really great. But uh, it's talking about John Candy a little bit and just some of some of the frustrations he had with um, a lot of times they, they would use his weight yeah. as yeah. a punchline. And Harold Ramis apparently would always take the easy road and would like pick a lot of like really like would always do a lot of fat jokes. Mm-hmm. And John Candy hated that and never said anything because he was such a nice guy. But I think it was Dave Thomas said he's like, yeah, John would never say anything, but he never liked it. He was always super uncomfortable about it, which is funny because Harold Ramis turned, he blew up. He, he yeah. ended up being quite heavy himself. But it was like, I, I, just, I don't know. It was kind of, it kind of made me a little frustrated because yeah. I was like, gosh, like Harold Ramis is such a gifted writer. Yeah. Why resort to fat well, jokes? Maybe he didn't yeah, yeah. know. You know. I mean, there were a be. lot of fat jokes at Chris Farley's it expense and yeah. he just went with it, accepted yeah, it, had is, a fun time yeah. with John it. John Candy and, probably threw himself completely into it. So Harold Ramis I mean, I'm is not like, excusing oh, these are it, great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe he just but didn't. Yeah. He, he, he wrote a lot of that kind of material for him and it mm-hmm. did bother John. And he was, he was very, I say that like we're buddies, mm-hmm. old Johnny boy, but, um, well, that's, that's the impact of his seriously. acting. It's yeah. like, it's like you, you, you feel joke, like, you you're know like oh, I feel like we're buddies. It's like, I do feel like we're buddies. I feel like we want to be buddies. I want to have coffee with them. Dead or Alive, he's one of my top three picks. Yeah, you know it's callback. It's callback. <laughs> By the way, but something else um, that I kind of wanted to share is, um, shoot, I forgot I had a train of thought and then I lost it. Um, Harold Ramis. No, shoot. Oh, that's what it was. Um, something else. Do I need to start and stop? Would that make no. it easier. No. Okay. Well, something else that occurred to me is, you know, I I wonder what he would be doing now because yeah. Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hare are doing like Shit's Creek right now and yeah. Steve Martin and Martin Short are touring and doing yeah. comedy and I'm like, right. he could be doing right. any of these things. Yeah. He could totally be yeah. a character on a show. You know, I think a lot of them have kind of stepped away from movies a little bit to do some things that they actually really, really enjoy. Yeah, Not that they do don't doing. enjoy movies, but just right. Right. Yeah. They, they have done this. They've been in the business long enough. Now I kind of get to do what I want to do in my way and he could do comedy. I mean, Billy Crystal had like that Netflix special. Yeah. I mean, he could do any of yeah. those things. And he his comedy would stand. His personality, his timing, his jokes, all the things that we love about him, I think would still carry on to today if he were still alive, mm-hmm. which makes me really like sad, but I think he'd still be acting. Honestly, I think he'd still be acting. I mean, I, I think... Doing what he loves. He yeah. was such a good... Like, honestly, like, he died right in his prime. I mean, yeah. if, if you think about it, it's funny. A lot of those actors don't do that many movies anymore. Yeah. Like, they did a lot for a while. Like, Catherine O'Hara was in a ton of movies all the time. Was always the mom or was always, like, the high-strung... Like, when she was yeah. in Beetlejuice and Home Alone and Home Alone 2 and all those Christopher Guest movies. And Eugene Levy was in all the Best American Pine yeah. movies <laughs> and was in all the Christopher Guest movies as well. But also did bit parts. Yeah. But I think John Candy, like... He was just he was he was starring in mm. several movies each year, right? And I think you know I, he well, he very well could have stepped away, but I think he was such a gifted actor. Honestly, he right. might be my favorite of that whole bunch. Mm-hmm. If I think when I think about all the people in SCTV or even the SNL crowd, and I think who do I really like the most? I mean, I love Bill Murray, right? And I love I love Martin Short. Mm-hmm. I love Steve Martin. I love John Candy, I think, the most. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just think when I think of someone who's warm and makes me feel good, if I want to see something that makes me feel good, I think about John Candy. Mm-hmm. He just makes me feel warm and, like, oh, yeah. in a weird way, safe, you know? No, I completely I completely get that. Yeah. I think yeah. it's a really... That's, I mean, I, I <laughs> unless you guys can think of something else, I think we've pretty much painted a... It's funny as you were saying that I was like, this would be a really good like ending point. Yeah, (laughs) that's great. Not not like rushing it. No, yeah, but like being like, I don't think you can. I think say anything. Topper. Yeah, I think I. I mean, Jess, do you have anything else to say or? Other than I, I just miss him. Yeah, too. I miss seeing him, and I, I love that his movies and um, 
they're still on TV and mm. you can flip through the channels yeah. and you can always watch his legacy still watch here. his stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that his legacy is still here and I love even though I, I didn't get to meet him, I love that he was the person that you saw on screen. Yeah. Yes. That makes me really happy to know that. Yeah, there aren't any scandals and things that come yeah. back that yeah. you know and he, you find out actually, that people you like are snakes yeah. in real life or whatever. He was, he was actually pretty clean too. Like if you watch a lot of his movies, like he was not into like a whole lot of like overtly sexual stuff. Yeah. Like actually the stripes scene where yeah. he had right. a mud wrestle, he was uh, super yeah. uncomfortable with. Canadian yeah. mounted. Yeah. <laughs> Although that's pretty that's funny. Quite, quite but strange, yeah. no, like he apparently just was like, he just wasn't for that. He was like, I, you don't need to do that to be funny. Yeah. And I, yeah. I don't know. I just appreciate that about him. And I appreciate that he is, he seemed like a stand up guy and was that way until he died. Mm-hmm. And, everybody nobody has anything poor to say about him um martin short said everybody loves john every single person loved john yep and i mean i think it's safe to say no matter how silly it might sound to some people i don't care i mean we love you john candy yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. love you and you know like jess said we miss you and yeah and it just it's hard sometimes to watch some of those movies um because of how wonderful of a person he was mm-hmm. um, you mentioned how beloved he was i mean he's he had a stamp made of him and he's the only one besides a dignitarian or a pope who had an entire freeway shut down for his funeral right. procession that's right oh i yeah. didn't yeah. know that yeah. yeah wow that's just how loved he was yeah. and again that's amazing we love you john candy yeah, we, um, miss we miss you we miss you and you know just like he would have wanted uh, be good to yourselves be good to each other because why would you want to be rude you can be rad. We'll see you next week.